0: Alright, so this is episode 88 Three, two, one,
1: Hit it! Welcome, welcome everybody uh, We hope you're good This is another episode of your girlfriend's favorite podcast Of course you're joined by the two hosts of the show Myself, Vosani, mm-hmm. and Kpenny Seizwe mm-hmm. Uh Yeah, we welcome you to the show If this is your first time listening
2: mm-hmm.
1: If it's not, welcome back Uh, If you haven't already done this, do follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at YGF Podcast. And on Instagram, we are at your girlfriend's favorite pod. So, yeah, follow us on our Instagram and our Twitter to get our latest updates. Interact with us. We might do some giveaways got a yeah. ferrari stashed at the warehouse exactly. might just give it away
0: exactly i don't need that <laughs> i've been driving a rio around for 6 months <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah man follow us on socials interact with us show us some love and don't show us any hate we hate that shit
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
1: we hate that yeah, man creators are sensitive people guys we yeah. don't we don't that like being told we trash
0: that is true yeah, uh, that's just like, remember that time um, we posted that we belonged on that list of great South African podcasts and we're, we were left off it. That was also done as a joke, but we don't like being told that we don't belong there on that mm. list. So, yeah, as good as we think we are, as great as I know we are, we don't really like really being told that, you know, there's yeah. always this insecurity that comes with it. Uh, even though people tell you, you know, you guys are dope, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Nah, just nah.
1: Like, it c- you can get a million year dopes, and it yeah. just takes that one, you suck. You suck ass. <laughs> to, like, it's <laughs> like, impact on you, be like, yep. what? <laughs> yep,
0: that's facts.
1: But anyway, man, today, before we get into it, let me check on you, bro. How are you? How are you doing?
0: Ah, uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm feeling fresh today, actually, you know? Woke hmm. up early, went to the gym. It's been a while, because, yo, these past two weeks, I was sick, bro. like literally mm. sick um allergies dude just taking their toll on me so i was out of the gym for a while so i went back this morning felt really good
1: that's good that's good yeah
0: how How have you been
1: yeah i've been good uh can't complain just kicking on getting on mm-hmm. you know smooth sailing for yeah. the most part
0: yeah no i feel you i feel you how's work and shit how's I the work. hustle
1: it works all right mm-hmm. uh Fortunately, I did lose a client. I can't discuss that on air, of course. Since you lost case. a client, like they died, dude.
0: Mm, oh shit, yeah. That sucks, man.
1: But it it happens. Yeah, uh, some people, people are peace. beyond.
0: <laughs> they're beyond saving. Mm. Like, uh, sometimes they seek help when it seems as if it's already too late. Mm. And yeah, I I wouldn't take that as a an indication of how you do your job i'm sure you you're pretty good at it yeah but But some people are just broken man
1: yeah this this was someone who had COVID, so i had to counsel them through you know the recovery of the COVID. yeah and unfortunately the virus got the better of them okay oh yeah uh, rest in peace to them Hmm. and condolences to their family of course
0: so, can I ask, with your with your line of work, are you counseling people uh, internally, or is it clients, external clients?
1: Internal, yeah. mainly, Yeah. but it does sometimes outreach to external. Okay. Yeah. But, otherwise,
0: how's work on your side,
1: man? How have things been going?
0: <sighs> Everything is good, man. Everything is good. I've just been dying to get back to the podcast, because that is my outlet, man. So, um. Glad to be here. Without further ado, if you want to jump into something, let's jump into it.
1: Let's get into it, man. Uh, Yeah. Let me start with some of the nice stuff. Okay. I want to talk about relationships a bit today. Okay. Which we always do. It's yeah. That's what our party's about. <laughs> uh, Well, let me start with the nice things. Yeah. Uh, I'm not no astrology person. I'm no... Yeah, I'm no crystal gem people. You, yeah. know, you know, zodiac signs, all yeah. that. Yeah. But I, I I wanted to look into something that interests those type of people, which is always love languages. Okay. A, a term which has been very popular in the last year. Yeah. What's your love language?
2: Yeah.
0: So I'm going to break down what a love language is for people first before we go into yeah, the types. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Let's, so let's try and put a definition on that.
1: I've got this page open here. Okay. Uh, They've got five different types of love language, right? Okay. Or la- love languages, yeah, plural. Mm-hmm. So, a love language, in essence, mm-hmm. like, very simple definition. It's the way a person wants to be treated or loved mm-hmm. in a relationship. Like, with a, a romantic relationship, of course.
0: A way of being shown that love. Yeah, a way okay. of being shown love. like. Yeah.
1: Because these five languages are the different ways to show love, okay. like the most common ways. Yeah. So everyone resonates with one more than the other four. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I'll give you the five. So the five that they have here are words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Secondly, quality time. Mm-hmm. Thirdly, physical touch. Yeah. The fourth one is acts of service. And the last one is receiving gifts. So those are the five love languages, right? Okay. So each individual in this world resonates with one the most.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, out of those five, before you break any of them down, is there one that stands out to you like, that's me, like I... I'm a words of affirmation type of person. Like I like to be given words of affirmation. Yeah, for sure. Or (laughs) you prefer quality time or physical touch or acts of service or you like to receive gifts.
0: Well, I'd say physical touch and words of affirmation. Those are the main two. I think I do dabble in the rest of them. But Mm. yeah, those are the two main ones that I enjoy doing and receiving, giving and receiving. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. How about you?
1: Yeah, I'm very much physical touch. Yeah. And then after that, words of affirmation. Yeah, so you see same yeah. true as me. Yeah, this. man, I like I like affection. I'm a very affectionate person. Same. Uh, yeah. I don't. Yeah, like I'm just that person. Mm. If I'm not touching you, I'm thinking about touching you. <laughs> 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 you know, if I'm yeah. showering you in compliments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just who I am, and I yeah. like to receive it as well. Like, yeah, you know, I I want to be told every day. You look good or something nice, you know, just, you know, run your fingers through my and your nails through my hair and all that, (laughs) you know, it's nice. It's nice, nice.
0: I feel you.
1: But let me go through the five Mm -hmm. so that the listeners can maybe identify with the one. So, of course, words of affirmation here, the way this website defines it. Is that in simple terms, words of affirmation love language is about expressing affection through spoken words, mm. praise, or appreciation. So, when this is someone's primary love language, they enjoy kind words and encouragement. You know, so just telling your partner, you're doing great, baby, you know, you're mm. doing amazing, mm. Ooh, I'm proud of you. Mm. All of that, it, it warms them up, makes them feel all fuzzy inside. Absolutely. And I don't need to read the rest Think we get the picture Do you
0: think there's anything on that Like anything that's missing from that list? A type of love language that's missing?
1: A type that's missing?
0: Yeah Because I can already think of one That I absolutely appreciate above all else
1: mm, It would depend Because I feel like these cover the bases. Yeah Of yeah. most ways people like to be loved
0: can You turn my vocals up a tad bit
1: But yeah. uh, Right now I can't think of anyone No what okay. about you what what is missing what is coming um, to mind
0: one way i like one thing i really appreciate in my relationship is silence dude like <laughs> mm,
1: comfortable silence com- yeah no absolutely yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely um i'm very much like before i started dating my girlfriend i was very much a person who kept to themselves i i, I enjoy being by myself i mm. don't need to be around a lot of people a lot of people aren't comfortable with themselves um they're not comfortable in their own company Yeah, and I'm definitely not that person. So if we're living together now, obviously, my private time or my time to myself has been cut down significantly. So just keep quiet. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and I really appreciate the way my girl goes about it. She just makes sure that I'm okay. I'm like, baby, I'm fine. Just want silence. Mm. I just want silence, and it's really like no offense taken, no offense given. She understands that I want silence. Like, give me my food. We don't have to speak through our dinner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, just eat. Just, just eat and enjoy yeah. the silence. Like, I know that her and I, like, when we get to talking, we can sometimes never stop. But when I'm yeah. quiet, I'm quiet. Like, mm. I'm one of those people. When I'm quiet, I'm quiet. She likes talking a lot. I like talking a lot. But there's just this time for silence. And that is a love language that I truly appreciate like that my girl gives me it's mm. like well i wouldn't say it's a love language it's just the inverse of the showering yeah. you with affection type of thing mm, i think of i think could
1: even come into the second one the quality time because mm. it, it quality yeah. time here one of the things they do say is giving someone your undivided attention mm-hmm. you know putting down the phones the tablets the yeah. computers yeah and they the, here they say making eye contact and actively listening mm-hmm. but i think also just being in each other's space yeah like yeah. you know let's just be quiet spend time together but we don't have to talk
0: we can even hold hands and cuddle but we don't have to speak yeah like yeah just, that's quality it's time quality to me. time yeah yeah, yeah. So
1: i think it definitely can fall under this yeah and yeah they say people who with this love language you know the quality time one mm-hmm. they are looking for quality over quantity so when you get together, they feel loved if you are present and focused on them. Mm-hmm. You know, so like you're saying, if your your partner respects that, they're focused on you. If yeah. you say, you know, can we just keep it down? Yeah. You know, let's just enjoy the silence, enjoy the moment. Yeah. That's showing someone your t- attention, your focus.
0: Yeah, I I've been really bad with that lately. Like my girlfriend has this tendency... Like, when we're in the, like, in the mornings when we're getting ready for work and stuff, I like watching YouTube videos. I've always done that. Before I lived with her, mm-hmm. I've always done it. I put on YouTube videos. It gets my mind thinking. Yeah. Like, active. It gets my mind active. The more people speak, the more I think about what they're saying, right? So, she has this tendency, and it annoys the shit out of me, <laughs> of speaking through the thing that I'm listening to. Oh, I hate that. And, like, usually she's quiet, but in the mornings she's too chipper for my liking, like the mornings I, I just want silence dude just keep quiet and she's just too energetic for me so i put these videos on and like this one day i was listening to a hilarious patrice o'neill joke and i missed the punchline dude oh because homeworld is speaking through the <laughs> joke <laughs> yeah. and i've just been so bad with that like Every morning, that's the type of person I am. And I've just been like, baby, I didn't even hear the joke. And now, like, I'm in a foul mood because it's the morning. It's cold and I didn't hear the joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, at, at times, yeah, um, it can get quite annoying. Mm. Like, But when she does respect that that silence thing, like, I, I truly appreciate it because she knows how much it means to me. Hopefully, the more we live together, you know, that act of repetition will yeah. get into her mind like, okay, he's listening to a, a joke it's not my time now. I'm just mm. hoping girls can get that. It's not an offense. It shouldn't be an offensive thing. Yeah. But when my energy is on you, she knows that it's on her. She like she knows. Mm. That's the one thing. So I think if I'm going to give the young lads some advice out there, um, when you start living with your girl, that whole thing of giving them your undivided attention becomes less and less possible. Because you're spending all your time together. You feel as though you need less time with that person. Yeah. So, unlike when we were living apart and I only spent weekends at her place, it's like, oh, I need to be locked in because I haven't seen her, you know, in this capacity for yeah, the entire week. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. um, If I were to give you guys some game, it's just like, try your best to be nice about it. Don't be like me. <laughs> <laughs> because I can be... Quite foul at times And I don't want it To come off like that mm. just like If I'm listening to A five minute setup Of a joke Or a punchline And at, on the sixth minute Where the punchline is coming You decide to speak That will get an- annoying to me And it yeah. happens every time <laughs> <laughs> it, so it's, it's gonna keep happening It's gonna keep happening Exactly So yeah Just try to be nice about it guys Let your girl know Where she stands When you're giving her That undivided attention Make sure she knows it, dude. Like, make sure she's she's sure of herself, you know. Because okay. that's what girls want mostly—is to be sure, like, to be secure. Yeah, they want security. Definitely. Yeah,
1: and let's see what our next love language mm. is: physical touch. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the one me and you say we both resonate with the most. Mm. Uh, and it says a person with this type of love language feels loved through physical <laughs> affection. Aside from sex, those who have physical touch as their primary love language feel loved when their partner shows physical affection in ways like holding their hand, Mm. touching their arm, or giving them a massage at the end of the day. Mm. You know, so additionally, the idea of a perfect date might include cuddling on the couch with a glass of wine and a good movie. Absolutely. You know, they simply just want to be close to their partners physically. So it's not just about sex. Yeah, I know a lot of people assume it's just sex when you think of affection. Yeah, but it's not just sex. It's just cuddling, holding hands. The you physical,
0: know. like okay, is sex a love language because I think it is. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, it's like when you guys say we're, we're gonna have, we're gonna make love tonight. <laughs> 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 we're not gonna. Have sex, yeah. We're gonna make love the other day. But I want to know what's the difference. That's the dude. The other day, you and my girl just get through doing it. Yeah. Then, I'm like, oh, maybe so was that? Was that? Was that good? Yeah. <laughs> because I like security too. Okay? Yeah. I like to check in with my girl. You know, she's like, yeah. It actually felt like we were making love. And you weren't just fucking me. <laughs> oh man! And I was like, "Hmm, what do you what do you mean by that?" She's like, "No, it's just, I think um, when you, okay, this is what I think." Yeah. When you're horned up.
1: <laughs> horned up. Yeah. Job, when man. you're
0: just horned up. And you decide, okay, now is the time I'm gonna have sex with my girl. Mm-hmm. That kind of just seems like the grounds for you guys having sex. Mm, there okay. was no prior romantic energy before yeah. that. It was just pure testosterone, <laughs> and you're going, we're gonna fuck. Okay, yeah, <laughs> like that's that's just it. But then the other side of it, making love, I think, is more toned down. You take your time with it. You're not just fucking her. <laughs> you, you just, is it more passionate? It's more passionate, exactly. Cause yeah.
1: this is my thing. Like,
0: how do you measure measure passion? Exactly. Is, yeah.
1: is passion the 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 speed at which I'm stroking? <laughs> because I could be passionate and fucking railing you, that's like true. <laughs> that's true. And I could be passionate and going slow as fuck. Like, so that's why I wonder what's the difference between fucking and making love. Because to think me, in the their
0: minds, it's the speed, definitely. Yeah, definitely the speed.
1: Because to me, the lines are very much blurred there. Yeah. like yeah. it can go yeah. either way.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I for me, I, I couldn't car compartmentalize it in my mind. Mm. When she said that it, it felt like you were making love to me, I was like, Hmm. <laughs> Does that mean I only love her now? <laughs> 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 After all this time we spent together, is it? Only now that I'm actually showing my love physically yeah. for this sexual act. I, I I just couldn't compartmentalize it, but she could. So mm. it's obviously something subconscious, I guess. Yeah. I don't think you go into it thinking, I'm going to make love to her tonight.
1: Yeah, I, I, tend, Which I, men lied. I tend not to like split it into fucking or making love, mm. but I tend to split it up into intense or not intense. So, so if so it, you
0: ever go into sex thinking, okay, this is not going to be intense. I just want no, to listen it out. like if
1: the session was like intense, mm-hmm. I guess passionate for, mm-hmm. is another word for it. Yeah. Then I'll be like, oh, that was intense. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 good game. <laughs> and then, <laughs> like the and then if it wasn't so much, you know, it was just I yeah, just had some sex. Mm. It's like ah, yeah, it's nice, you know, mm. it some sex. But,
0: but okay, what about the environment though? Like. The lighting, yeah, the music.
1: Because you can set up the mood. like You yeah. put candles and yeah. you've just come from having a hot bath or shower. Yeah. Everything is different. Yeah. As opposed to, yeah, we just get straight to the room and it's But it's you on. can
0: still do all of that and just fuck her. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't, you won't even be making love to her at the end of the so, day. Yeah, you like, see, this is why it's
1: confusing, man. <laughs> yeah. No. We need like some sort of sex coach to chime in on this yeah. and tell us what's the difference.
0: Yeah, well, anyways, on the socials, guys, you can tag us at YGF Podcast on Twitter. Tell us what the difference is between making love and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd really like to know. I want to know, actually. Yeah, uh, I would really like to know.
1: Let's see. we got two more. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Of love styles to go. Mm hmm. Let's breeze through them quickly. One is acts of service. Yeah. This is when someone's primary love language, like. They like to feel loved and appreciated when people do nice things for them. Whether it's helping with the dishes or putting gas in the car. You know, little acts of service that go straight to the person's heart. Mm -hmm. So little things, you know, like, you know, your girlfriend's coming home. You clean up the place, you know, and you prepare lunch in advance. I do that because I'm scared of her. Like, yeah, you, you don't ask, baby, are you hungry? You just prepare the lunch. Yeah. And when she walks through the door, you're like, I've prepared food for us, you know, and the mm. place is clean. Mm. Yeah, it's a nice little act of service, mm. you know. Uh, and I think generally women, we know that most of them tend to be more clean and neater than men right. in terms of their environments. Yeah. So for guys, it's literally as simple as just wash the dishes, mm. clean up the space, and your girlfriend will be a whole lot happier with you.
0: They're never truly happy with <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, much. They'll never be truly happy. <laughs> they'll be
1: happy, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. A I person will you. go from pissed off to ah. slightly unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a false narrative, though,
0: that women are just generally unhappy? I
1: don't know. I think they just get annoyed a lot.
0: Easily. Yeah, very easily. Easily, easily. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. anything can trigger yeah. a false emotion. But when it comes to triggering the good emotions, there's a lot more work needs to go into that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: And that's our last love language is receiving gifts, which is where, you know, uh, here they say gift giving is symbolic of love and affection in these types of people's minds. So they treasure not only the gift itself, but the time and effort put into getting that gift. Mm. So it's not necessarily that they expect large or expensive gifts. Mm. It's just that they like the effort you've put into thinking about them and wanting to gift them something. So it's not saying these people love receiving jewelry and chocolates and yeah. cars and whatever. No, they just like the fact that you thought about them.
0: Mm. You know? Yeah, no, I feel that one.
1: Mm. And it's like, especially if you thought about something, because people always drop hints. Mm-hmm. So it's like that thing of this person got me the one thing I've always been talking about for the last two months. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it like shows that they listen to me. Mm-hmm. And that's very important, you know, feeling like a person pays attention.
0: Have you ever asked a girl to like just shut the fuck up? Have you ever, has that ever happened in your relationship? Mm. Not in mm. those words, perhaps, but have you ever asked her to just keep quiet?
1: Yeah. yeah How did well, you go about I've that? I've done it I've done it in a fight And then I've done it in, Outside of a fight You yeah, asked
0: to keep quiet during a fight Yeah oh I told you, God. shut up during a fight <laughs> What? Like, I was I was oh, heated man. that day Yo you got big eyes I wanted
1: days. all the smoke that day <laughs> So I was like Yeah shut, shut up, up. <laughs> Like I cut her off That's While crazy. she was talking I was just like Shut up <laughs> And then <laughs> And she kept quiet And no. it made the fight Ten times worse Of course <laughs> it did got yeah, but I was heated. I was like, man. <laughs> but then, that. yeah, when like either. things were peaceful, I've also been like, oh, just keep quiet. You know, like let's yeah. just keep quiet. That's that's what I said. I said let's, let's just keep quiet. Yeah, but said, you meant she must shut the fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, let's just keep quiet <laughs> yeah. and chill. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But don't do it during a fight, guys. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm going to tell you now. It's going to make the fight even worse.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can only imagine, dude. That that. Shut up. I don't have the confidence to do that. (laughs) Like, my girl could take me on easily. (laughs) She's like, same height as me. Look, I'm not telling her to just shut up. She's from the (laughs) streets, man. (laughs) Like, I don't know what she can do. Look,
1: look, it happens if you get heated.
0: Just shut up. Did you say just shut up or did you say say shut say shut
1: up? Just the two words. Yeah. I said, shut up.
0: Just shut up would be worse. Yeah. yeah that would be worse. <laughs> okay, but shut up. Oh okay, <laughs> shit. Okay, say. What what can I ask what preempted this fight?
1: I, I don't even remember. Yeah, it's usually I, just, something dumb. I just do remember saying that. Yeah. And I remember that it made things worse and then I had to apologize profusely and, uh, and then I I've learned now you don't <laughs> say shut up to someone.
0: I've also Mm. learned that 90% of relationships are guys apologizing to their girlfriends, dude. Yeah, that's just just the truth. Whether you're right or wrong about anything, you're going to spend a lot of your time apologizing for it. Or if you're like, I don't know, you don't want to swallow your pride in that particular moment, you're thinking about all the ways that she was wrong. (laughs) So Mm. if you're not apologizing, you're thinking about why doesn't she just say sorry? Or why doesn't she swallow her pride? Why isn't she the bigger person this time? Exactly. And that will never happen.
1: (laughs) And you you, you're leading me to the bad part. Remember I said this, I've got some stuff I want to talk about. I said Mm. let me start with the nice stuff, the Mm. love languages. I've got the bad part now. Okay. Got the the four conflict styles. Okay. You know, that hurt your relationship. So this article's titled. Damn, okay. mm, mm, What time are we on?
0: We're on twenty five, bro. You sure you want to leave? Like, you don't want to leave this for the second half? Yeah, let's
1: let's come back to in the second half. Yeah, let's
0: circle back to that. are we done with the love languages? Yeah, we're done with that.
1: Uh, people, let us know what is your love language. Yeah, and let us know what's the difference between making love and fucking.
0: Just raw dogging randoms.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And also, let us know: Do you get AIDS when you are having a sex? (laughs) Where is that kid, man? Uh, I hope that kid didn't I tag
0: you in something on Twitter.
2: Mm-mm. Not, not like this.
0: this morning, dude, it's that like, that chick tweeted. <laughs> 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 this chick tweeted um let me show you. It's right here. It's on my TL. She tweeted this ni- this is the nigga that raw dogs me. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> and then the chick quote tweeted Sabe. Same oh man. And then this guy commented wonderful Oh, wonderful gates. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, what about
2: eggs? (laughs) So, yeah,
0: no, I was finished when I saw that, bro. I thought I tagged you in this because it reminded me of you immediately. (laughs)
1: That is the most legendary video oh, ever. Uh-huh. What about AIDS? <laughs> Do you get AIDS when you are having What's a sex? D- can I ask you
0: something, <laughs> I mean, can I tell you something? <laughs> oh man! Somebody once asked me, dude, and I'm gonna keep their their um identity anonymous. Somebody asked me, why does Wizkid like making jokes about AIDS so much? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, Can I Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, dude. Oh man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I, 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 didn't know what to say. And then I was like, "What do you mean, right?" And then she was like, "Yeah, he always makes that. Uh huh. What about a, um uh? Do you get AIDS when you not having a sex? He always says that during the podcast. Like uh, I was like, no, you got, you didn't get the context." There's oh, a man. video where there's this kid, he's freestyle rapping, and he says that. And that's why wife always says that. No, she's like, no, he likes making jokes about AIDS. I'm like, no, that's not really what it's about. He's just he's referencing a, a viral video. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> but no, nah, I just thought you should know that. The streets are are, are talking oh, about look, your infatuation
1: with the AIDS. Do the streets get AIDS in there? <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> I like to antagonize people a lot.
0: Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too, actually. <laughs> you, have, you have to lean into the hate sometimes. Yeah. You know? like Lean into it because people are way too, too sensitive. It's just way yeah. too sensitive out here. Are we at music time? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, let's,
1: let's listen to some music.
0: free music.
1: <laughs> if this was you 2 with Bono, they'd be making music for AIDS charity work. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Where is that guy, bro?
0: Bono. Oh, yeah. Bono, I have no idea. I have no idea.
1: How do you feel about Bono-type people? Like, guys that become leaders of the band, and we don't know who the rest of the band members are.
0: Before I answer that, did you know Sade's band was called Sade?
1: Yeah, I found that out last year. Yeah. I thought it was just her, just until her. I found out it's the band's name. the
0: band's name, band's name yeah. Uh, no, um, I don't know. It's just like Sting. Mm. Like, Sting is just the lead Guy, but he's got a whole band that makes him cool. Like I, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. That'll that'll tie into our, our uh, topic later about the JVP. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, uh, that'll tie in later.
1: Let's see, man. Let's listen to some lo-fi music. Yeah. For a couple minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> jazzy lo-fi type of music that was tight courtesy of youtube shout out to (coughs) youtube and what's the dudes name? uh this is just an account called the jazz hop cafe jazz hop okay Mm -hmm. cool the jazz hop cafe that's dope shout out to them and whoever made that Mm -hmm. it's the second half of the show second half let's step away from relationships what you got for us
0: well, this is kind of relationship-based, um, mm, mm-hmm. the relationship of friendship. Yeah, um, So to, just to give some people some backstory, like as podcasters, this is the type of stuff that we've been paying attention to on the timeline. Rory and Joe Budden were were trending on Twitter for like a day or two. Rory is still trending because he he dropped his response yesterday. Yeah. I bought it; it was two dollars. <laughs> I still need to see it. Man. Yeah, I, I I bought it, but um, just to give people a backstory. Uh, Rory from the Joe Button podcast with Rory and Mall, hmm. <laughs> um, was fired live. Was Mall not air. on the response with Rory? He was. Oh, he was in the video. Yeah. yeah, he he was the trailer. He he, <laughs> he was in the trailer. Um, So Yeah the, the Joe Button podcast With Rory and Maul they, they broke up Like in sync or some shit Like They're yeah. no longer together The boy band has broken up
1: We all saw it coming
0: though. We all saw it coming I think um, I just want to give people A backstory as to what that is Because a lot of people Don't even know what Joe Button is Or yeah. who Joe Button is Or what that podcast is all about So Just a quick background Because I don't really want to talk about Them per se I want to talk about the scenario, yeah, okay. Um, Rory was a part of this podcast, um, but yeah, well, him and him and Maul were fr- uh, on this podcast. Rory wasn't actually on the initial couple of podcasts until about episode five, okay. Mm. So, as far as Joe was concerned, the intellectual property belonged to Joe Budden, okay, mm-hmm. which is true. He had the idea, I'm gonna start a podcast. He started with some girl named Marissa. They had a falling out. She left. She got fired. She got fired. Yeah, yeah she, she got fired. Uh, she has her own reasons. Joe denies some of the reasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in short, um, they broke up because of bad business dealings or because of the lack of transparency. Uh, the, transparency. In Joe there. and Rory. Yeah. Joe and Rory. Yeah. Right.
1: And Mall to an extent.
0: Mall. I'm gonna get to Mall as well. Um, but basically. Maul and Rory wanted to see the accounting because the narrative that Joe was portraying is that Rory and Maul work for Joe. Yes. Which is not true. Rory and Maul were percentage partners in the podcast. So they agreed upon a percentage and that's say they said whatever we make from the pod, that's what Rory and Maul will get. Mm. So they were not employees of Joe Button, okay? Yeah. Very important in the story.
1: Also th- these the Rory's uh, want for auditing the finance of the pod happened when the pod really was going on tours they were go- yeah. doing live yeah. shows doing live shows and they were re- spotify they were getting deals from apple yep. spotify and they were rejecting these de- joe budden was rejecting yeah. these deals on their behalf on behalf of the whole podcast yeah yeah so that's when the co hosts rory and Moss particularly Rory, wanted to audit the finances and see why are we rejecting these mega money deals? Like, what exactly Mm. are our finances looking like?
0: And to some degree, I understand where Joe is coming from. If Joe says, this is my intellectual property and I'll make decisions based on what I see fit, Mm. I kind of get where he's coming from because at the end of the day, it's his name, you know, it's his reputation, Rory and Maul, will be none the worse or none the better for it, right? Yeah. So let's say, for instance, I go uh, and Spotify says, okay, I'm going to give you and your podcast this amount of money. How you decide to divvy it up is up to you, okay? Um, but then Rory and are saying, okay, but we need to know what that amount is to know that our percentage, what what we're getting from our percentage is the correct amount. Mm. Like, that's all it is. If if we're getting 30% of, okay, that's a lot. If we're getting 30% of like a $10 million bag, I need to know what the bag amount is so that I know exactly. that my 30% is contingent with that. Yeah. And that's all pretty much I heard from them that they were saying. But Joe Budden was saying that, dude, I'm the leader of this shit. Like he was trying to sun them or he was trying to yeah. boss them. Um uh,
1: Joe tried to make it seem like they wanted a bigger slice of the pie. Yeah. That they were not partners, they were his employees. That's the wild thing. He was very okay, for those who don't know Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden is a grown man who, if I can say I'm not diagnosing him, please understand this. Mm. I'm not a professional to do that, but mm. he displays something, he displays the personality of a person that has narcissistic personality disorder. Mm-hmm in other words
0: narcissism for people
1: that's someone who basically in simple layman's terms believes that they are always right
0: they think highly of themselves they
1: think they are above than other people they Mm -hmm. believe their opinions hold more weight than Mm -hmm. other people's Mm -hmm. they believe they have more knowledge on topics than other people Mm -hmm. and that like they just believe they are above other people in Mm -hmm. essence in all aspects Mm And they don't like to be corrected or challenged. That's, that's the one, that's correct. the main key point. They don't like to be challenged
0: and on that, their own knowledge. <clears throat> that's very, very evident with Joe because it didn't seem as though when Joe was saying all these things about Rory and Maul, uh, about what they wanted from the podcast, basically, he painted them out to be greedy, mm. overpaid, lazy, uh, not willing to um, create value for themselves outside of the Joe Budden podcast uh, brand. Yeah. And he didn't think they were actually going to say anything back to that. That's mm. I, I genuinely believe that because he wouldn't have said some of the things if he didn't believe. Like, he wanted the narrative to be his narrative only. He didn't think yeah. that they were going to clap back and say anything and actually tell the truth about what happened.
1: And he does have a history of burning bridges wherever exactly. he goes.
0: Which makes him less believable. Yeah, Because
1: yeah. if you look into his history, he burnt his bridges at Def Jam recording. The, the record label. Yep. He burned bridges at Shady with Eminem mm. and... Slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse. He burned those bridges. Mm-hmm. He's burned bridges at Complex yep. with the Complex people up there who did everyday struggle with him and just Complex as all. Mm. And now he's burned bridges with two friends of his. Oh, wait,
0: Spotify for Spotify. Because yeah. after Spotify, after their contract, uh, contract expired with Spotify, they just trashed spotify yeah as he, spotify didn't make them millionaires like <laughs> he
1: burnt bridges with spotify he's burnt yeah. bridges now with his c- former friends yeah. and co-former co-host rory yeah. and Mall. Yeah. so joe is someone that where he goes destruction follows exactly
0: <laughs> and charlemagne predicted it a while yeah. ago as well on the podcast it's like rory and Mall. like I, I remember it's a pot it's an episode where Charlemagne was on the joe Budden podcast and he said rory and Maul need to find you guys need to find an out because this guy is gonna ruin everyday struggle and he's gonna ruin this podcast as soon as you get a chance make your escape route bro because mm. it's, it's not it's not good for you
1: exactly so that's joe button in a nutshell yeah it's someone like that yeah. very very fiery personality yeah and So yeah. he Fired, of course, Rory on the pod, like you was saying. Yeah. He trashed them. He called yeah. them greedy. Yeah. He told them that they un- they overplayed their hand. Yeah. In trying to negotiate things, and yeah, it was just a mess, it was very messy, yeah, and very unnecessary, especially for grown people. Yeah, you know what I mean.
0: And the thing is, Rory and Maul didn't really say they wanted more money, they mm. just wanted to know what the actual deal amount is so that they know that they're not getting jerked. They had their own lawyers and accountants work on their behalf to make sure that okay, the friendship aspect of it is not lost. Yeah. because I think that's actually what I wanted to get into. Friendship and business. Mm. Um, like people who have the means to hire lawyers and accountants but are also business partners with each other, or percentage partners, however you yeah. wanna put that, need to need to hire those types of people because their whole podcast is contingent upon the chemistry that they have with each other. Exactly. If bad things are going on behind the scenes, it's gonna implode, dude. Like mm. if bad things in your friendship are going like are not going well. Then yeah, then the podcast is gonna suffer for sure. Like mm. the whole reason why we like the Joe Button podcast is because it's friends talking to each other. Exactly. The same reason why people probably like this podcast. It's friends just kicking it and giving their opinions on mm. their own lives, right? Exactly. And that's what happened. That's that's how the that basically that's how the ship sunk.
1: And it's funny because when you look at it, we we spoke about this before i don't know if Mm -hmm. it was on air or off air yeah where we said because we are huge fans of that show right where we said the last few like stretches of episodes Mm. you could feel the tension tension, in the room you could feel that this group of friends are no longer yeah a solid group of friends there's tension on the show when they talk to each other people Mm -hmm. are aggressive like passive aggressiveness
0: oh dude and that's the worst kind it's the worst kind and
1: it's like that's when you can tell that behind the scenes something's going on Yeah, like they are meeting up to fulfill their show and do what they need to do to upload content but you can tell that getting to the show they are not buddies they're like there's something going on
0: That's why, like, Vus and I have this thing. It's like, yes, we'd love to put content out every single week. But if we're not feeling it, we're not feeling it. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm going to be at this point. Like, it would be great to put out content every single week. But I've seen how the numbers behave when we don't put out content every single week. They're just fine. Exactly. It's like, we know that, okay, we've got this staple now right Mm. and we're not going to force the content what they did was force their content yeah because just to fulfill whatever deal because now they've got to deal with patreon so they have to fulfill content every single
1: week that's the one thing they hated about being on spotify that they had to record twice a week and it was getting to them
0: look it's i get it it's good for numbers and it's good for business to do that much content because it's three hours twice a week that's six hours of content and then it's all the exclusive content that they do so, like, I can understand niggas feeling like they're being overworked as well. Mm. And, like, they don't feel like the synergy is there because they're doing so much content. Exactly. Like, half of what makes our podcast good, in, in my opinion, is that we're away from each other for the whole week. And we barely yeah. speak. Like, we're friends. We, we kick it on, on Twitter or whatever. And then we get together. We know that, okay. Exactly. Now we can talk like friends and actually catch up. And there's actual things to talk about. Mm. Now, with them, it just seemed like... They were recycling. Yeah, you spend you know. too much time together. They, they spend too much You're time in together. business You're together. You're in business together. You're frequenting the yeah. same places. You know the same people. Like the yeah. the very fact that we know different people and we come from like different friend groups. Yeah, that's what makes our podcast so much better. We have a different outlook. Now you got three niggas that are the same. <laughs> <laughs> like they're basically the same. Okay, yeah. besides past life experiences, let's say, um. Th- these niggas are all the same They do the same shit Like, they find joy mm. in the same things So, no, I'm not saying, like, their podcast is trash I'll, I'm the biggest fan of that podcast Well, was, yeah. at least Um, But it just It left something to be desired for the listeners, man Like Yeah, definitely For real, like, we I feel shortchanged but it, I it's feel shortchanged What's
1: happened is definitely a lesson Like, saying, in, in mixing friendship And yeah. re- personal relationships with business Yeah yeah. Because I, I know for a fact that when friends get together, they have a business idea. Mm-hmm. It's always, we only look at the positives. Like, yeah. this is going to be so great. Yeah. Yeah, let's go in. But no one thinks about what happens when shit starts with the fan. Yeah. How will it impact your friendship? Because mm. you're coming into this as we are friends, we get along so well, we can also do business together. Yeah. There needs to be a difference. There needs there's, to be. There's business and there's personal life. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why people always say, like, it's risky to do business with friends, family, your wife, your husband, whoever. Because when shit is the fan, you're going to go home together. Or True. you guys going to have to now meet up at the social, like, gatherings together. Yeah. Yeah. And that's now where it becomes awkward. Because, like, oh, we were fighting at the office. Mm. Now we're at a bride so-and-so for so-and-so's birthday. Mm-hmm. Like, now we're going to just pretend that what happened at the office didn't happen.
2: Yeah. So people
1: need to ask themselves that. Say, if we go into business together as friends, yeah, what are we gonna put in place to ensure that our friendship can survive? Yeah, the business can outlast whatever happens in the business. Yeah, if things go bad, because as well in business, there's money matters. Yeah, and money is a hell of a motherfucker in this world it it's, really a, it's arguably the most important thing in this capitalistic world we live yeah, in yeah. so if business deals go bad or someone feels like they got shortchanged, like i invested more than you did when mm. we started this business because mm. those things will happen mm. where maybe you and your friend say let's do this mm. and at your the time your friend says oh but i don't have enough capital and you say don't worry i'll put it up now you put in whatever you can. Yeah. Down the line, you'll start to feel like, why the fuck's this guy getting the same amount of yeah. shares as me? I put in a hundred K, he put most. in twenty mm. K. Yeah. And those things will impact on your friendship. So always look into that guy's like mm. think about the negatives. Always think about what could go wrong.
0: Yeah. No, I was just thinking about it like from our like my point of view, so yeah. for instance, like how would I have dealt with the situation? Because I am a podcaster, I'm a content creator now, and what would I have done differently? Without even a handbook on how to do this, we did it right the first time. Like every expense that we have, these microphones, exactly the uh, interface, the like everything, the stands, like everything was split down the middle, and we exactly. made sure that okay we are both owners of this equipment. We own both mm. we we both own it. And that's based on the value that we brought into the podcast. Like monetary value that yeah. we brought into the podcast on our own. And that's made things so much easier. Like exactly. I don't think you'll ever hear me and Vuce, like talking about money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because everything has been split down the middle. If we were to get a deal today, whether Vuser brings it in or I bring it in, we're gonna get the same share. Exactly. Because everything from the day and that we started this down. podcast, exactly. Like I could I could now looking back argue Vusa, I asked you to be on the podcast it's my intellectual property. <laughs> exactly. But how much of a dick move is that? Like that's, he was trying to strong arm yeah. them by saying I thought of this idea. But what about the man hours that like you could have easily you could easily rebut and say dude, I've put hours into this mm. podcast.
1: And I think like, that's what Joe Uh, tried to rally his fans to do because I saw everyone that stands on his side says Rory and Mal contributed nothing to the pod. It's not true, and I'm like,
0: it's not true.
1: I'm like, you guys wouldn't even be fans of this podcast if it weren't for them. Exactly, like he couldn't have done it on his own.
0: Exactly, like it's not obvious to me that if I did this podcast with somebody else, that we'd have the following that we'd have. Mm. It could be much less. It could be much more. I'd never know. But you have to place value on the fact that Vose and Sizwe have good chemistry. And that's why we like this podcast. Exactly. It it, it doesn't matter. Like, he did a shit thing (laughs) by bringing two other people onto the podcast and proving that this podcast is still fire without them. Mm. Saying, basically, that they don't really matter and I'm the star of this whole thing. Like, that's dickish, bro.
1: But Joe... And people who act in that way, mm. he needs to now realize that as much as this was a wonderful spectacle for people to watch, because people love drama. Of course, yeah. His two new co hosts, uh, is it Ice and whoever and that ish, is, yeah. Ice and Ish? Mm. They probably looking at this guy, heeding the words of people like Charlemagne mm-hmm. saying, cool, we're here now, but look what just happened to the two guys we replaced. Mm-hmm. It means we're expendable. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you look at it and you go, those were two of his friends. Yeah. We're also two of his friends that he's now called upon. Yeah. Just like those friends, we can also just be thrown to the wolves and be mm. told we ain't shit. Mm. So someone like Joe needs to realize that people are going to be on edge around him. Yeah, People won't feel free. People are not going to be fully trusting even if you're coming in being told you're just an employee. Yeah. You're going to get a salary or whatever. I would still be like, okay, but what happens on the day me and you fight? Mm. Are you just going to cut off that salary and fire me? Just like, okay, go. I'll get another co-host.
0: Yeah. So this so. is the thing about, okay, firstly, Joe, but also about content, right? Mm. Neither of us here are on a contract basis. Yeah. We're here because we like to podcast. Exactly. Like, there's no money involved as far as I like as far as today is concerned. Mm. There has been money in the past and we split it. We said, Okay, let's go buy lunch. Let's go buy hubby stuff. Exactly. We always knew what we were doing with the money that came in. And as far as I can see, like there like okay, okay, what do I wanna say? I wanna say that as far as I can see, Joe is manipulating the circumstances, okay? This is what I mean by this. He's manipulating the circumstances. Maul said on on this response, right, this response video, that Joe wanted to put them on a salary basis, not on a percentage basis, making them effectively employees of Joe Budden. Mm. And as soon as Rory and Maul heard that, they are like, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. And now that's what he's doing with Ice and Ish. He said that I can get Ice and Ish for a quarter of the price that i'm paying the two of you
2: mm.
0: by putting them on a salary i don't put them on this percentage shit. i put them on a salary this is what you guys get <laughs> there's yeah. no cut from the tours there's no cut from the merch if you guys ever do merch there's no cut from the patreon deal mm. you're just getting a salary and that's what i call manipulation dude like yeah if like Firstly, you're manipulating Rory and Maul into thinking that they're not worth what you've been paying them all along. Exactly. Which is gut-wrenching, dude. Like, And then you're manipulating the other people in your life who are trying to help your podcast by underpaying them.
1: It doesn't make sense. So on one
0: hand, you thought you were overpaying these dudes.
1: Now you're underpaying the other.
0: Now <laughs> these dudes that are coming in are going to feel underpaid because of what you said. If you say mm. that you're going to pay a quarter for these two guys. Like, that's... That's just manipulation, man. I, I I don't know, but it's,
1: it's very bad. Yeah, like
0: friendship, man. Friendship in business, it can be done right. It
1: can, it can. But when it goes wrong, these are the results. Sometimes, yeah. Because I think people get petty depending on their personalities. Yeah. And like I say, Joe's personality is the type to. He's the type of person that gets petty. Mm. So he tries to make it hurt. Yeah. Like he doesn't just want to be like. Let's end things. He's like, we're going to end things. I'm going to make sure it hurts. Yeah. Which is why he's trying to embarrass these guys, humiliate them. And he's essentially created a narrative where it almost looks like Rory and Mal, like people who are new, they would just think they were just bums who just came off the street onto the pod.
2: Exactly.
1: Like, they have shit going on in their lives before the pod, during the pod, where they still have other work and business that they do. Exactly. But Joe's kind of made it seem like they were dependent on the podcast success. Yeah, no. And it's like that's not the truth. Like
0: Look, I, I just think okay, it's telling that Rory said that when they got the Patreon deal that he shouldn't be paid from it. Rory said that I don't want it I don't want the mm. first couple of paychecks of this to go to me. Put it into the production, put it into uh the other guys, you know, give them a bonus whatever for, you know, getting this deal. Rory and Mal were like, don't pay us from that. Mm. And I think that was very telling because it tells you that their role in the podcast isn't to get a check from it. dude. Exactly. And that it's never been that. And I think that as long as you keep those lines clear, that you're here to create content for whatever purposes you have that are not financial, that your podcast is going to be great. dude, And it will thrive. Mm. Like I come here every single week. What am I really gaining from it? Besides my own selfish reasons. Like, it's not money, it's not financial, mm. I can tell you that much. Like, we've both made a commitment. And this was, I was also thinking about this um, earlier uh, in the week that Voisser really showed me a solid last year during a pandemic, saying that, let's buy this, let's buy this equipment, dude. Let's just do it. Cause that showed that you were committed to it. It doesn't Mm. matter how shaky things seemed at that time. People were losing jobs left, right, and center. You you didn't know when the money was coming in. Yeah. But the very fact that you did that, dude, it showed me that, okay, this guy is in it for the long haul. He doesn't mind spending the money, even though we don't have a deal lined up. Yeah. you You don't mind spending the money to do the podcast that we enjoy doing. So that's how I knew that you were invested in this as much as I was because... Dude, we're in a pandemic. We haven't parted in two months. I think at that stage, it was about a month or so yeah. that we didn't do any podcasts because we're supposed to stay home. Exactly. And then this guy's like, dude, I've been looking online. <laughs> There's some reasonable equipment and it's really good stuff. We should do it. I'm like, bet, transfer you the money. <laughs> and it was done. Like yeah. there was no question, dude. It was no question. And that to me is a reflection of how you can do business as friends as friends. As long as both sides yeah. are committed or they're in it for the right reasons. Because mm. we spent money not knowing how we we're going to get that money back. We just spent yeah. the money. We yeah. just went in. We just went in. <laughs> we're like, here you go. <laughs> exactly. And it's thousands of brands. Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's like thousands of rands, And yeah. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like, we've got what we wanted. Mm. And it sounds great. And people love it. So,
1: yeah. There just needs to be a lot of transparency yeah. and commitment, like you're saying. Wait. Yeah. Like Without those... And I think that's the main issue this other part suffered. Yeah. That there was a lack of transparency. Mm. Commitment was there, but yeah. the transparency was not. We've always been transparent that yeah. this amount came in.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, who will hold it? Okay, yeah. let's split it. Okay, no, yeah. you hold it. If I ever need it, I trust you to hold my half. Yeah, until, exactly. exactly. Like How we've long done, did you hold my half for? Like, we've <laughs> done that situation so many yeah. times. That exactly. We even had, like, the smallest bag back yeah. then. It was yeah. like, nah, dude, can hold the half. it's cool. Yeah. Like if I ever need it, I know I've I trust you. I got yeah. this. Yeah. So we I think that's another thing. Yeah. Go into things with people you trust. Yeah. And it's like it's funny because like we say to each other that me and Caesar were not like the tightest of friends. Yeah. Like no, we were just friends. Mm-hmm. But it was like, okay, I can judge his character yeah. from the, a few times we've hung out. I can see his personality is like, this is someone I'm willing to go into this with. Yeah. So it doesn't also have to be a thing of, it needs to be your best friend. Yeah. It has to just be someone that you like, I can judge their character and be like, I could trust this person.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because I mean, yeah. I know
1: some best friends of mine that I'm like, I don't think I would do business with them. Yeah. I'm like, you're I, my best friend. I would take a bullet for you. But yeah. it's like, I would not do a business with you. Yeah, I agree. Type of thing. So it's like, you just need to be able to judge a person like that Mm -hmm. to like, this is where we stand. We just good as friends. Yeah. And other people like we could actually be good in business as well.
0: Yeah. 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 This is is the funny thing. Like life has a funny way of showing you things like, Based on the time that we've spent on this podcast, getting to know each other, because that's really how we got to know each other. Mm. I feel like I know you better than some of my best friends. Mm, and actually, that's, yeah. that's that's just because of the things that we speak about. They have substance. Like yeah. Sometimes you can get along with a best friend and you don't know if you're calling him your best friend because of how long you've known each other mm. or uh, things, favors that he's done for you or favors that you've done for him. You don't really know what the best friend title is based on until maybe you're a bit older, right? Mm. But I think that we're probably even better friends than some of my quote unquote best friends because of how much I know about you. Mm. Like there, there are some things that I do, like I've spoken about with you that have substance on this podcast for the yeah, world to hear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That have way more substance than I've had, like with niggas behind closed doors, like yeah, actually, it's just real talk. Like, that's 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 how like life can show you three years of knowing somebody like properly versus fifteen plus years of knowing somebody else, mm. and you guys never really got to the shit with that person. Yeah, you guys never really got. That's actually true. To nitty gritty things, like, what do you think about abortion? Like, I don't even know what most of my friends think about that, dude. Dude, (laughs) like, like, just like for an example, right? I don't know what most of these guys that I call my best friends actually think about the topic of abortion, Mm. and how many of them do I think will actually give an intelligible answer? Like, they give me what they think about that, and then give me a reason why they think that. Very Mm. few of them have that much substance. But back to the topic at hand, I think it's like you said, we're more than capable of doing business because of our ability to judge each other's character Mm. of course you can get that wrong dude yeah in the beginning you might think okay oh Caesar's a great guy but people change like what what Rory and them were saying is that this nigga we don't even recognize him anymore like his character has completely changed yeah like this guy told Maul the numbers are none of your business Nigga, I'm a percentage partner. Exactly. How are the numbers? Like, the one thing that actually is my <laughs> business, you're going to tell me, is, it's is not my, like That's crazy. So, like, yeah, I, I just think, okay, in your dealings, guys, um, don't jump, don't just jump in. Mm. Like, we took a solid year before we just jumped into saying, okay, let's do business, like numbers, like yeah. money. And then... Don't just do that. Get to know the person that you're doing it with. Uh, if it's somebody that you've known for quite some time, still don't just jump in because mm. you haven't gotten to know them in a business capacity. Exactly. Yet. So, yeah, if that, if I were to give any type of advice on that, I'd just say that, man. Just take your time with it. Really get to know somebody. Know how... I think knowing how they feel about other important things will tell you how they'll conduct themselves in business.
1: Mm, definitely. I agree. If,
0: if they... If they Feel uh, like if they deal in other things with integrity, then the business part might come easily.
1: Definitely, yeah, no, I agree.
0: Yeah, that's what I have to say about business and friends. Mm. Um, One
1: thing I will say to end off about Joe, yeah, is that I just find it ironic. Yeah, and this is not just a Joe Biden thing; it happens to so many people. Yeah, but people who've been shafted in their industries.
0: Mm, shafted?
1: often become the same people, the same executives they once hated. Absolutely. It's the funniest thing you see in the world. Of Absolutely. Not just entertainment, but just business in general. Absolutely. That same manager you hated eight years ago mm. or boardroom director. Mm. Today, now you, when you've made it to that top position, look in the mirror, you act just like them. Mm. You do the same shitty things to the employees below you yeah. that they used to do and you used to be like, what a dick. Yeah. Like, the way Joe's like, all oh, these record label execs with their contracts that are messed up for mm. people. He's doing that now he's to people. He's doing that
0: now, and he's not being transparent. It's like, like, He basically left Spotify because they were not transparent. Mm. He said, if they're offering this much, that means there must be this much behind this podcast. Like, dude, and now, like, when your boys who are percentage partners, they should be taking a percentage of whatever is being made. You don't even want to show them what's being made. Exactly. How else are they gonna know what they should be making? It's uh, crazy. So yeah, I, I I hear you. You you really do become uh, your own worst enemy um, if you if you're not careful. If you, if you don't have enough things grounding you, I believe. Yeah. Then that's what's gonna happen. I think I've got enough grounding me. Uh, yeah. mm. It's true. Yeah, that's why I <laughs> just to finish off that question that we had about what would happen if you were to win the lottery. Would you stay with your current partner? <laughs> that, that, that was interesting because yeah. if you stay with your partner, you know that you'll be grounded with that money. Mm. If you don't turn your back on your family or your former, yeah. like your 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 friends. After that money, you don't start acting weirdly. Yeah, I think you'll be grand. You'll be just if fine.
1: You're gonna switch up and now mm. DM Faith in Kelsey and, and <laughs> all these badbies on on IG. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. <laughs> it's it's over for you, no, man. Like no, you're gonna lose yourself. Yeah, you will. Yeah. And this is the things that a lot of people would. That's, that's, the, that's thing. the thing. A lot that's of people thing. would lose because themselves because
0: he's gonna tell you not to? Exactly. That's, <laughs> as soon as you say your value in my life is not as important as it once was because I've got this money. Mm. Who's really going to tell you, dude, no, that's (laughs) wrong, bro. Like, I understand, like, guys, morality. (laughs) (laughs) Like, your own ethical code, rather, not even morality, your own code of ethics as an individual. Yeah. Do you really think that's a good thing to do? It as changes. soon as I make a million <laughs> Fuck these niggas it's,
1: it's like people have been saying yeah. Do we really hate corruption Or do we hate that we're not benefactors of it And I uh-huh. think it's the I think it's the latter I think it's the latter. We, we hate though. that we're just not benefiting off of it Because if we were also those politicians Kids getting the Porsches And mansions exactly. off of Corruption money We wouldn't say shit We wouldn't come home and be like You disgust me dad You'd be like you go, dad, seal more deals. <laughs> like,
0: But do you think that they're privy to that? Do you think the kids know uh, how dirty the, the parents are being? I'll say this.
1: I don't want to mention names, mm-hmm. but there's a very well-off guy I grew up knowing. Mm-hmm. Went to school with them. Mm-hmm. And it was one time we Roberts took... was nine. Yeah, went to like really? both primary and high school. Really? But then they went to another high school at some okay. point. Okay. But there was a time where i went with another friend of mine who visited this guy he took us on a trip to this guy's family owns a huge corporation like they own a huge company so they're already millionaires are
0: you allowed to mention the company (laughs) no
1: i'm not gonna mention anything okay For yeah confidential i'll keep it confidential but i'll tell the story Mm -hmm. so dude on the day we're chilling with this guy dude says let's go visit my other friend stays in some other affluent suburb Mm. and cool we get to that guy's house and everything we're chilling out and this is how i knew because the funny thing is that that other guy i think they have both their families are still in the same business that same big company yeah because it's like all the uncles and cousins are all in that business Mm -hmm. so when we get there of course, we're greeted by these wonderful rich people. They're a fucking amazing house, dude. Yeah. I was like, no wonder why they're so kind. Like if <laughs> I was this rich, I'd be kind every I'd day. Be so sweet. Dude, so we get <laughs> there cool, we're chilling in this guy's house now. And then dude starts talking about prescription pills, like drugs. Mm-hmm. And at the time we were still in varsity. Okay. And he was like, Do you guys know? To me and the other friend that we came we came with, he's like, "Do you guys know anyone in your campuses or reses if you stay in res that like sell weed or anything?" Mm-hmm. And we're like, "No, not really. Like, I don't know someone like that." Yeah. Then I was like, "Okay, but you know some guys who do that stuff." And I'm like, "Yeah, obviously, you know, it's mm-hmm. easy to find people who do that." Yeah. And I was like, "Do you think you could?" He was trying to basically find a way to get in contact with those people. Oh man. And he was like. Because he's got a supply of prescription pills, yeah. like he can get keep the supply flowing, so he's like he wants to get them into varsity campuses, and start shit. moving them there. That's
0: some like, one
1: jump street. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> some fucking power shit. I'm yeah, like, okay. Yeah. And I left, and anyway, at the end of that night, when we eventually came back home, I left there thinking to myself. There's no ways a 21-year-old kid who's set for life because your dad, mom, all your cousins and uncles all own this major corporation Mm. here in our country Mm. and you guys are millionaires, you don't have to suffer anything. There's no ways you think about starting a drug business unless you've learned it from your parents. Mm. Unless you've learned that your parents have legitimate money and they also have illegal money. You wouldn't think of Dance making freeze. those moves. Yeah. You wouldn't even think of making moves of prescription pills. Like mm-hmm. most of dudes who want to sell drugs in our age group, in sell our 20s, would think, yeah. how can I sell weed? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or how can I find cocaine by some chance? To sell yeah. But no one thinks, how do I fucking sell focus pills? Like those yeah. pills for ADHD yeah, and, shit. It and shit. Yeah. No one thinks of that. No one thinks of how do I get a supply of that shit? Mm. So I was like, that told me in that moment, when I went home, I was like, those fucking people are doing some dirty business i was like they have their legitimate company and they're probably also involved in some other dirty business whether it's drugs prostitution whatever fuck it could be but i was like you don't do that at 21 years old if you know you're set for life like it you have to learn it from your parents or someone Mm
2: -hmm. which
1: is why i think these corruption kids they're not blind they're not they know it. Their parents probably tell them that this is where the money comes from. Mm. You just need to learn how to shut up and yeah. not expose us and will keep coming. So I yeah. think they put that moral compass aside to be like, the world is a bad place, there's this, but in our case, I'm going to keep quiet. It's fine. Like, mm. So I think they're privy to it. I definitely do. Especially after that exposure, I got to yeah. that one case. Where yeah. I was like, if these millionaires are doing it, I'm sure all these are the kids whose parents are in the papers for corruption mm. should, they know it.
0: And the kids, incidentally enough, they, ha- they suffer from this like imposter syndrome. It's kind of like they know that they shouldn't be rich or as rich as they are. Mm. So that's why they try to Like accrue value away from their families I don't know if you've noticed this But they always try to do something Like they don't want to take over the family business That's not what they want They want to do shit on their own To show that like Actually I can do this on my own Mm. And Sometimes they do it through illegal means Which just like This is the thing about That right It has a knock on effect And it's not good Right Like Mm. when one family Says okay we're putting our moral compass aside And we don't want people to know how we're getting our money it has a terrible knock-on effect on society you think it's just your life that's being benefited from it but it's like dude okay it, it's one cabinet minister then it's two cabinet ministers then it's three cabinet mm. ministers all of a sudden an, an entire funding for an entire department is gone exactly without even getting to what it's meant for mm. <laughs> and then it has an effect on the next department because they say okay we can do it like they did and we won't get caught exactly and then it has an effect on another department then all all of a sudden like all the old people and disabled people who can't work don't have grant money anymore or they don't have as much grant money as they should have because that's the that's what happened during corona yeah um there was supposed to be like a 3 i don't know how much it was that 250 that people are getting it's supposed to be like 3k dude and it's like 350 and it's like 350 or something
1: And even the three fifties ran out. Even the three (laughs) fifties ran out.
0: So it has a bad knock on effect. So even though we live in a capitalist society, better measures on corruption need to be implemented. Mm. Because as capitalist as we want to be, we need socialist grants. We need that socialist aspect. Or else we're just animals, dude. We're just like literally eating whatever we can. Like that's not Mm. that's no way to live, dude.
1: And what i find so messed up is that people who are in certain positions of power that want to do right
0: yeah
1: essentially get killed they
0: get killed or they get fired like
1: or, yeah. when you want to do the right thing when you want to say let us let this funding yeah. do what it's supposed to do
0: yeah
1: other dudes who you work with say this guy's a fucking snitch like yeah you're not even snitching. You're saying, let's just do the right, right thing. thing. Let's yeah. just let this money build whatever infrastructure <laughs> yeah. is supposed to build. And dudes will be like, you, you fucking suck. We could pocket this money. How do we get rid of him? Did like, he, that's how rotten people, society has gotten that people uh, literally look at things that should be done and they go, yeah. no, we don't want to do that. Anyway. Fam,
0: society is so rotten that I've been thinking of ways to do corruption. For the good of everybody. (laughs) Listen to this. Let me me, me kick something. And it's very, very simple, right? It's very easy. Set aside a budget for whatever it is, projects that you wanted to do for the year, right? Let's say you're in a department of, I don't know, infrastructure, for instance. Yeah. And let's say your goal is to eradicate 60% of all potholes. Mm. It's a very easily attainable goal. Yeah. But we're... But in order to steal money from this project, we're going to do it as cheaply as possible and take the rest for ourselves. Mm. Why hasn't anybody thought of that? Because what they're doing right now is not doing it at all (laughs) and taking all the money. (laughs) And then when they get questioned about it at a commission of some sort, it's like, ah, yeah, we didn't actually do any of that. We just just divvied it up. We said paycheck, bonus, bonus, bonus. Dude, there was somebody in SCOM that said, no, 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 SARS. Was in yeah. SARS. She literally said at the commission, she did nothing all day. She got a bonus. She said no, she went goodness. into work, read the newspaper every day, and got the biggest bonus. She said she's never seen a number that big. This is what this woman said. Jeez. She's never seen a number that big in her life before. And she did nothing every single day. So I don't know what. Her function was, but it's obviously a mismanagement of funds. Exactly. If your job is to do a project, you're a minister of something, and it's your project. Your your job is to oversee projects during a year. Just do it as cheaply and as cost <laughs> effectively as possible. And to pocket at least the rest. And say wrist. that you did it. Exactly. And then it got messed up by something. <laughs> you can dude. say looters tried to break <laughs> in or thieves tried to break in. Do something, dude. Do like something. Like
1: I agree fully. Like. <laughs> Because I've also had that same chat, like, I wouldn't mind if you guys stole, which is how fucked up society is, like you exactly. say, I wouldn't mind if you guys stole, mm. just as long as you get the job done. Do something. Like, cool, you've got a one billion bu- budget yeah. to do whatever.
2: Yeah.
1: Bro, just spend 800 million rand of that. Exactly. Doing the actual project. Mm pocket to 200 million amongst yourselves exactly. that's fine exactly. you did the project it, it's cool <laughs> we, we got what we needed as society as the poor people we got our infrastructure we got our hospitals exactly. and schools built you guys go live your best life buy your Porsches and inflex on us on the ground exactly. it's whatever that's it but these dudes are literally like how do we get the whole billion like <laughs> dude, it's so retarded like, it's No crazy schools,
0: Dude, I see these pictures of, like, Limpopo and Eastern dude. Cape I'm thinking That school doesn't have indoor plumbing Dude Like, you guys are letting kids die Like, this is what I mean about the society now taking the brunt of it You guys are letting kids die because they're falling into pit latrines Like, mm. that's what you guys are doing by taking the entire bill, so to speak exactly. Like, you guys don't even understand that some places in Eastern Cape haven't had Chairs for the classrooms for years, bro.
1: People are learning under trees
0: trees in 2021, bro. They're they're like, okay, let's give everybody tablets. We're going to give everybody tablets and some data, okay? What data? They don't have internet service provider infrastructure in their area, dude. These people have to travel. My girl was telling me something wild the other day. Like, her grandmother lives in, like, the rurals, right? The rural part of Eastern Cape. And they'd go there as kids, you know, during holidays and whatever. And there was one part of the house that had cell service Jeez. Everybody would take ten minute shifts, sitting in this one place in the house that had cell service. <laughs> what the fuck? They leave their house. There's no cell service. They go back into the house in that one corner. There's cell wow.
2: Service.
0: The nearest place to have something printed, to like for proper internet access, yeah. is in town. You gotta go to town. Oh shit. Town is far. Nobody really uses cars there. Exactly. Just to get to the main road for where the taxis are. Is a walk, bro Jeez That's how people are living in 2021 That's how people are li- I went to Eastern Cape in 2018 I-, I think I told the story on the pod Horrible place Yeah Ho- Horrible place I went to PE Pretty nice I, I yeah. really like PE it's, nice, it's a nice part of town <laughs> But the rest Oh my god Bro It's horrible there, man I don't even want to think about Limpopo When I went to Limpopo for, uh, for our Bella Bella trip a great deal of it is just countryside. It's picturesque. It looks amazing. But you don't know how people are really looking. Exactly. It's horrible, guys. Like, cell service was a myth out there. I- I'll tell you that. <laughs> Luckily, we went to a lodge that had Wi Fi. Right? Yeah. And the way there, there was nothing, dude. There was nothing. I couldn't get cell service for at least three hours. The trip was four hours. Jeez. What, how are people living? Because these, ni- these niggas don't want to at least mm. do some of the work. Bro. Just what, do some of the work. What
1: kills me is that some of you, like these guys, come from those environments. Exactly. Like, how do you not look back and say, I want to help out? Yeah. Like, but it's just, it's the way things are going to be, unfortunately. Yeah. But one question I've always wondered is, mm. why does it hurt so much for them to help? Like, to do the right thing. It seems like it hurts them to do the right thing. Like, Mm -hmm. why does it hurt to actually toss some roads, build some RDP houses, Mm -hmm. build some hospitals? Like, why does that hurt? Instead of you... Like, why does it hurt you to earn over 100K as a salary? Yeah. And to not get extra through corruption? Why does that hurt you? Why does it hurt you to not be more richer than... Being richer than everyone else already. I think it's
0: the fear of going broke that every black person has. Whenever you get that little bit of wealth, I think the fear of going broke scares you so much because you know what it's like. And I yeah. think that, that will shake you into corruption, bro. That will, that will trigger you to do the most reprehensible things, bro. That's what I really, really believe. Hmm. Especially these older guys that are like our parents' age now. Yeah. They know what it's like, bro. They've seen the worst of the worst. They don't yeah. want to go back there. They don't want to go back
1: But there. they want to leave us back there. That's they want to the fucked up part.
0: Exactly. But it's every man. That's why I said that if we have this every man for himself mentality, which is what capitalism is, yeah, then we're just animals. We need that socialist aspect or comi- whatever word you want to use. Mm. We need that aspect in society or else we're just yeah wild hyenas, dude, scavenging for everything. Like it's mm.
1: nasty. Let me, let me not pass too much judgment on them. Because like I said, that it's very easy for the rest of us to talk. I always say this, but I say, it's very easy to say, I would do one, two, three, until the one day comes in your life, maybe, mm. where you walk into a room and you see what a millionaire in cash actually looks, looks like. Because like, yeah. it's easy to see it on headlines, mm. where it's just one in the six zeros. Mm. But it's a different thing where you see it in a fucking duffel bag, Mm. a bunch of duffel bags lined up, and you're like, holy shit. And someone says to you that you can choose right now. You can go and build, like, a few houses, RGP houses, or you can just put this in your pocket. And you're going to look in (laughs) those bags in that moment. You're going to be like, fuck those guys. I'm taking this money. (laughs) Like, that's going to be your reaction because that's just the way... It is when the situation is like that. It's really there. It's very few of us that will remain morally just and do the right thing.
0: Look, I'll tell you this much. And this comes from visiting jail. One thing that's stopping me from doing that is seeing the conditions. That That place is horrible. You think the Eastern Cape is bad? Try Sun City Prison. (laughs) (laughs) That, That is a terrible living condition. So like I was saying if you at least do some of the work, it'll, it'll yeah make you look better, okay? You'll even feel better. I promise you'll feel better. We're not taking the full milli. You say, oh, <laughs> five people were housed mm. instead of zero people were housed. Yeah. And that's all it takes. Do corruption that I <laughs> Like, look <laughs> I at me do giving do these guys, guys game on how to do the corruption it's, right. That's right. The, like, the point we've
1: reached in society. It's, it's sick. Well, us games, to just do the bare minimum. Do the
0: bare minimum, like...
1: You're oh, man. You
0: remember as a minister or whatever government mm. official, you're a public servant. You work mm, for the government. Exactly. Your job is to serve the public as it says in public servant. <laughs>
1: Not serve yourself.
0: Not serve yourself. But I get it. It's it's just like temptation of any sort, dude. Mm. When it's in front of you it, it, it seems more enticing, mm, right? Exactly. You always say, Oh no, I won't cheat. I won't do this and this. Put mm. faith here. <laughs> <laughs> Put faith here and you'll see. But I'm just, I'm just it's like, like temptation is everywhere, bro. I, I yeah. see, I see, I see how it can happen. Just do it right. Exactly. If you're gonna be a, a nigga that cheats, you think you're gonna go to your girlfriend and be like, "Baby, I cheated"? Because that's what yeah, these niggas never do. Even though they're that. not saying that I stole the whole billion. Yeah. They're showing us that they're doing it by not doing anything else. True. It speaks through their own actions Exactly. Like, <laughs> But anyways, yeah, like you said, let's not judge, but I'm judging them for being dumb <laughs> as hell. Dude. dude, definitely. I'm judging them for being dumb and inconsiderate. And from our point of view, we can joke about it because we're not as affected, right? Mm, but, but there the are
1: people who are really are affected. Are
0: severely affected. By
1: yeah, it's not a laughing matter for them. It's
0: not, dude. I, I thought about this other day. I was watching a, a show and one of the kids were special needs, right? Mm. And I was thinking their facilities for special needs are so good. We can't even get our, our facilities for basic education, like, Dude. On point. Like, How hard is it? And it's not like South Africa doesn't have money. They keep feeding this idea South Africa is broke. There's no way a place with this many minerals, natural resources, intellectual resources. People are smart in these streets. Exactly. Can be this broke and have so many people not employed. Like, Dude. I don't understand going to hospitals and people telling me that we don't have enough staff for the day.
1: I've never, understood I've never understood that. that not even anymore. just a hospital, just anywhere. Like whenever I go to, for example, if I go to the shop, mm. like the grocery store,
0: and only like two cashiers working.
1: I've and I see like six empty tills. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, there's an unemployment crisis, but there's six empty tills That's here. That's crazy like, to me. What is going That's on? It's
0: crazy to me. And, and and these guys are getting paid pretty well, cashiers. Bro, discount cashiers. Can you guess what their salary is? I don't like ticket in 4000 no it's 8 8000 8, damn that's a discam cashier you're not a pharmacist you're not a pharmacist assistant you're a cashier beep, beep. <laughs> you know how much i was getting paid for that job <laughs> <laughs> i was getting paid 15 bucks an hour jeez i i was working 8 hours a day like t- every 2 weeks <laughs> i was like, getting 800 rand from that that's crazy. But at Discam, oh yeah, they're paying them real nice. They're paying them <laughs> Yeah, they're paying them
1: real good. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. I thought they were close to the minimum wage. I thought they were like around four thousand three three point five. That's yeah. the minimum wage, right? i Wouldn't
0: be surprised if that's like pick and pay. Mm. But Discam, they've they've got bread,
1: man. Shout out to Discam, man, yeah. paying the employees well.
0: But yeah, I'm just like, I'm sure there are guys, even in those corporations like Discam, who are eating money.
1: Yeah, dude, corruption is everywhere. Corruption is just everywhere. I like, mean, at least
0: they're paying the people first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the people, if, if, if the person who's working as a cashier is making 8K, I'd be surprised if the person who's sweeping and stuff is making five. Mm. And that's decent. Exactly. That's like. Unfortunately, in South African centers, that's a decent bro, it's like they living said, wage, dude.
1: Like what they said, if you earn over 7,500, you are in the top 10% of South African earners. Mm-hmm. If you earn more than 7,500 rand per month, you are part of the top 10% of earners in South Africa. That's insane. That, that is crazy. 7,500 That's the threshold. Oh, my
0: God. Bro.
1: And that makes me think to myself because i know yes we have a poor country mm. but it makes me think like of the workforce how many people then are earning just like three thousand rand two thousand rand or a thousand rand if they're saying over 7.5 puts you in the top ten percent and then like i think if you earn over twenty thousand I think it's like over 25 or 30k mm. you're top one percent
0: and that's not a crazy salary 20,000 isn't a crazy It's salary. not a crazy yeah. salary,
1: but in our country, it's like an attractive salary because yeah. at the, the way things yeah. are set up. Yeah. Yeah. But in reality, that should just be like a decent salary. But the way our country is set up, when yeah. you get a job post that's like 20K, 25K, we're all like, holy shit, mm-hmm. there's a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. But the reality, it shouldn't be like that.
0: And I tell you what, 20,000 is a shitload of money when you don't have, have responsibility. Because the living, the, dude.
1: If you have to pay rent a car, insurance, oh, health insurance, medical aid. Yeah. Medical aids, I I was on Discovery's website, bro. Comprehensive shit on Discovery's like 7K a month. Yeah. I was like, I'm like, I'm never getting sick again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stay healthy, man. It's, it's <laughs>
0: real talk. Dude, Dev, one of my friends, I'm putting his business in the streets. But he got one of those really attractive salaries, right? Yeah. Early on, he was like 19 years old. Got a really good salary working as a producer at Teletrek. This guy sends us a breakdown of what his expenses are. And he's like, dude, guys, please help me on where I can cut down. Now we're going through this guy's budget. I'm like, dude, I have no idea. You're paying for all the things that you need, right? (laughs) And like literally almost his entire salary was used on his living expenses. Now I suggested that he... Lives in a in a more affordable apartment. Yeah, that's where you could cut down. But either he go
1: back home car. or he, go to a cheaper apartment. And now
0: you can't go back home because he works in ravonia So he needed a place in the north, and all the places in the north are expensive. Yeah. So it's only now that he moved back to the south, he was like, I just can't do it. I'd rather pay the petrol. You know. Mm. You know, my car will rack up a few more kilometers, but I can't live like that anymore, dude. Exactly. It's so expensive to live in South Africa, and Which is weird because things are not cheap in South Africa.
1: But this is the funny thing, though. Yeah. Because people that travel to South Africa from, like, Europe and America always say everything here is so cheap. That's the first thing they comment on. They say everything here is so cheap. Really? So I think the problem we have in South Africa is that we are underpaid. Mm. It's not that things are expensive. It's that, we are underpaid because even when i look at like yeah. gas prices for example yeah. in america i'm seeing four dollars per gallon per gallon yeah south africa is like 14 15 rand per liter but, what's
2: the
1: but per then i'm like four dollars times like almost 20 rand mm. like that's like when it was up there i think now the exchange it's is like, like 14, 14 yeah. rand or so yeah. but that's let's just say times 10 yeah that's 40 rand for like a, a gallon is like what 3 liters 2 liters I'm a
0: I think it's 2 liters
1: so 40 rand for 2 liters yeah, that is much. expensive <laughs> we're complaining about 15 rand for 1 liter or essentially 30 rand for a gallon mm-hmm. let's just say mm-hmm. they've got to pay like 40 and that's only times 10 I'm not adding the actual times 14 times yeah. 15 yeah. <laughs> so we've got things cheaper yeah. but we're underpaid so we can't afford the things we have. 'Cause uh I remember a few years ago one of my friends he has some family that stays in Europe and shit. He says they went to Mabonang. Now it, all of us that go to Mabonang complain about the same one thing. Yeah. Every the food is overpriced. Yeah. Like if you buy from those vendors, those market yeah. stalls like where a quarter is like 80 bucks yeah,
0: it's each and then we're like this is fucking expensive
1: yeah. but he said all his friends and family that came from europe were like wow everything is so cheap they were like saying shit is mm. fucking cheap it's no. peanuts to them no. and it's not like they're rich in europe they're just normal middle class yeah, yeah, yeah. but when they came here they felt like millionaires because like everything is so affordable
0: but that's what, like, um, they, they were telling. I remember when Steve Harvey was doing his press run for Family Feud in South mm. Africa. They told him to buy property here in, in Cape Town. Yeah. Because with his wealth, the houses are going to seem cheap, dude. Mm. Like, and, and with his uh, exchange rate, everything here is going to seem so much cheaper. They're Like, yeah, buy property, buy property in South Africa. Like, South Africa is not the prime place to buy property. Mm. For Europeans and for Americans. But the people that live here can't even get a a crumb of the land, bro. Dude. But I see now my girl was telling me that they're giving people some sort of compensation for the land. Apparently, her grandmother is getting a large sum of money. Um... But that yeah. they're not getting land They're just getting a, a
1: Compensate a, 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 Give me the land a back A rand
0: value Yeah The thing yeah. is You can't put a land, a rand value On that much land Because
1: like, the land Is the actual money Is the actual Like money, a exactly. compensation Is good for now But yeah. The money making thing Is the land itself
0: By the way When I say it's a large sum of money It's not Set up for life mm. Kind of money It's like Good money That came in It could last a year or two Maybe Okay five If it's spent well mm. But it it's just gonna go dude like i don't know what like i don't know i don't know i'm saying if i got that money that money now it would be done in a few months the way i'm living mm. but if it's an old lady it could it could stretch
1: yeah dude like
0: it's like that's that's the thing
1: the crazy thing is that if you look at our society like a million rand it seems like a lot of money yeah but a million rand is also not a lot it's not you can't even really buy an apartment for a million yeah, some, of apart- of
0: some, some of these some of these
1: two bedroom, two bathroom yeah. apartments are like one point five million rand. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: That like that's insane.
0: And the the, the rent on those things like thirty k. Bro, you don't I even know.
1: have a yard. You have a balcony. You have a balcony. You don't but even have grass. Can
0: bring dogs in there. Can raise a family in there.
1: Jeez, yeah. you, like that's insane. Yeah. So the uh, the cost of living in SA is high, but we're also underpaid. We're well, heavily no, underpaid.
0: I guess it is about perspective. That, mm. like, like, like you're saying, if you're being paid handsomely, you can live well in South Africa. Mm, definitely. But if you're not, you're gonna think everything is expensive.
1: There's, there's two South Africans. There's yeah. South Africa for the well-off people, yeah. and there's South Africa for us. Yeah. And yeah. it's difficult to be well off because we have extremely high tax.
0: And high barriers to entry. Have you noticed all the industries where, that are being highly paid? Mm. The barriers to entry. It's like there are gatekeepers, bro. Mm. Like, it's like there are literal gatekeepers on everything. That's why so many people are thriving to be content creators.
1: Like, this is the thing. If, <laughs> and it's so funny because almost every field now, and a lot of people are discovering this, a lot of people our age yeah. who are like graduating and shit. Yeah. So many people are discovering that, holy shit, my degree alone doesn't take me to the bag. I need to get a fucking master's or PhD to get to the bag. I just thought studying whatever it is, law, accounting, whatever, I was going to get to the bag. And then you get to the work environment you're like, oh, dude, you actually need to have like a master's to be up there. Mm -hmm. And when you're up there earning, uh, uh, grossing, like 120k a month mm. fucking sauce swoops in and takes away like 40 50k of that and now your net pay is like 60, 60. Yeah. but gross you earn 120 but net is like half of that you're like wow yeah i worked so hard for this gross salary that i do not even get to see most of it
0: you worked so hard firstly to be qualified enough to work in that environment then you work hard every day of your life and, and then you only get a fraction of what you actually feel like you're worth. Mm. Like, people definitely don't get paid for their worth in, in South Africa. Dude, like, not at all. such brilliant people in our country that either uh, are being underpaid as it is, or they're unemployed, or they're not happy and they take their skills elsewhere. Because that's what's happening. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people are going overseas. So, man, it's just, it's just sad, man. I don't know. I'm sure as hell not going any further with my studies. After this degree, I'm done. I've, I've mm. had it, bro. Like, something's going to work out at some point, bro. Like, nah, nah, I'm done. I'm done. Work experience has to count for something. Yeah, dude. Yeah.
1: The thing is that, and what's so funny is that there are people who got in to certain positions at the right time. Mm. Like, my girl was telling me that at this place where she used to work, mm. that there was, there's this manager right this guy literally has he doesn't even have a matric he's in the management position Is he white? he's ma- no he's a black guy oh. but he's mm, i think so i think she actually didn't tell me if he's black or white oh, actually yeah. um yeah so well i'm assuming he's he's ambiguous racially yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but she said that the so she was working for like a supervisor and then the supervisor reports to that manager yeah The supervisor has degree qualifications, all that, right? You know, I think engineering or whatever his field is. Mm -hmm. So imagine you are a qualified engineer. You went to varsity, studied a difficult-ass degree, and you're working for a guy that has no matric. He has no matric. All he has is like an N whatever level in carpentry.
0: NQ level. Oh, yeah. like a trade or something. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm,
1: carpentry, but like not. But you're the, working
0: amongst engineers, and you're just mm-hmm. like a carpenter level.
1: And she said that that supervisor complains all the time that he has to do that manager's work because obviously he, he can't should, do it. He's go, He can't. He's not smart he's enough equipped. to do it. <laughs> he so and it's a case of if I don't do it, I'll get fired because yeah. he's the manager. He has the power. Oh, so it's like some people got it too. Well-paying positions through connections, because it's obviously that's a case of someone knowing someone who's like, "Oh, dude, come work here. I'll Mm -hmm. put you in. I'll put you in even at a management position. Like you don't have to stress." And that's crazy. And that's the society as that's the problem as well in South African society Mm -hmm. because there's so many cases of that Mm -hmm. where you if you actually started digging into your higher ups, you'd find out that holy shit, my manager has fucking grade twelve. I actually went to varsity, I did everything mm-hmm. and I'm being managed by a person that's not even as smart as me I or doesn't have the, doesn't have history. the amount of skills as me. Yeah. No, yeah. I,
0: I had that a lot at my, at my previous job and you can see it when somebody's not as, or I'm not going to say not as smart, but you can see they haven't had the same level of as training as mm. you have. Like I, I worked with people who they got as far as matric and you can see that their problem solving skills weren't up to par. Their knowledge of the industry wasn't up to par. That could be down to age as well. There are a lot of people yeah. uh, employed who are much older, may- who maybe don't get it. But you can see it when somebody is not on the same wavelength as you. They, they, their training is off. You can see that the training stopped at grade 12. You exactly. Can see it, it's, it manifests itself. Basic things, dude. Very, very basic things. Problem-solving skills. That's probably what tertiary teaches you most. Mm. It's how to solve problems, bro. Exactly. And it teaches you how to research things, and that helps you solve problems. Like, 90% of your job is to solve problems. You got to get with the program, and if you can't solve problems, why are you there?
1: So, that's another problem we're battling. We're underpaid, and to get to the positions where we will be paid more, there's someone who's connected sitting there. Exactly. And he's going to pass it on to someone he likes. And now there's another connection. So, you're just going to have to sit and watch. Dude. Like, your hard work, count for nothing. Count
0: for nothing. Like, we were around so much nepotism. Sim will tell you, dude. Like, Tom will tell you. We were surrounded by so much nepotism. Um, Like, luckily, we were the only ones in our position. So, like, Mm. it was up to us how far up we could go. But we were the only ones in our position. We were surrounded by so much nepotism. People that were managing us were... Huge shadows of us intellectually, educationally, like they were our inferiors. If there's any way I can, I can put a, a, a word on it. That's what they were. Yeah. For. It's like, I can't believe that I wake up every day and I'm taking orders dude. from somebody <laughs> like this, dude. It's horrible, bro. So like now I can like kind of be like, okay, this person is experienced like in the current time mm. that I'm in. I don't mind reporting to this person. Can they mm. be dim, too? Yes, they can be dim. People are dim. Yeah. But guess what? They have the technical know-how. And where I was working, they definitely did not have the technical know-how. What's when you turn on a PC and it's malfunctioning, what's the first thing you do?
1: First thing I'm going to do yeah. is malfunctioning? Yeah. Well, I mean, if I've gone through everything, I can check in fucking the task manager, like, yeah, the task manager, manager or shit. Or delete, right? I'm going to go to IT and be like, hey, come sort this out. But well, obviously, I'll turn it on and off we'll first. Yeah. Off. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. If I've exhausted all my options, then. So these people didn't even turn it on and off? No. They just. No. Wow.
0: Was it people were coming to me saying, how do I. Um, you know, formulas on Excel. Mm-hmm. They wanted to know how you can add. We're not talking about complicated formulas. We're talking about just adding a column. Jeez. Bro. <laughs> you could. Put in the formula manually. Or you can go Just to <laughs> auto sum. Like, there are basic things like, yeah. that people, you could tell, even though you're in your 30s, you have no technical know-how, like how a computer works. Mm. Your ability hasn't gone that far. And that's what varsity, once again, teaches you. If you didn't get all the training through high school, maybe you went to an underprivileged school, mm. you definitely got it through varsity. Because exactly. that's 90% of your life. It's behind a laptop, on the internet using Word, using uh, Excel, using PowerPoint. Mm. Now nah, it just it manifest itself, it manifested itself badly. So the, 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 my, my biggest fear is that I have to work under somebody who is less adept than me. So
1: doing someone else's work, yeah, that oh, would be... That's
0: horrible. Oh, man, that's horrible.
1: But hopefully things can change. I don't know how, yeah. how it will happen, but hopefully we can all get paid what we deserve to be paid.
0: Mm. How do you put value on yourself? Because it sounds in itself a bit, I don't know. The
1: unfortunate thing is that we only do that by looking at market the like averages. averages. Yeah, yeah. So being like, everyone that has my qualification and works in this position yeah. gets paid X amount. So I have to say I want that amount. And if maybe I've got two or three more years experience, add a young 2,000 onto it. Yeah. That's the best we can do. Mm. But realistically... We are not in a position to be like in America or in fucking Qatar and the UAE or Europe. I should be getting paid 30K for this. Yeah. But in South Africa, we get paid 18,000 for this. So it's like we can't say their standards should be what I get paid because they'll yeah. be like, no, we're here. Yeah. What the people around here get paid?
0: Well, real talk. If I'm being headhunted for a position, I, then I guess you can yeah you can make some demands in that case. But if I'm just like rocking up to a position and on the ad it says we're offering twelve thousand for this position, now I go in there saying no, dude, but I'm worth twenty. Mm. Then ov- obviously you can't do that. So people who are <laughs> people who have an idea of what their value is for themselves, you need to tone it down. Go with the industry averages and also live according to what your means are. Because a big problem is people live beyond their means. Yeah. I don't know, to show off, I guess. I don't know. Mm. So, yeah, watch
1: the out. The problem, though, is that as much as you can negotiate smart, mm. there's always going to be someone more desperate than you.
0: And they'll go lower.
1: So, for example, when they say, okay, this job pays 10 to 15. Mm-hmm. Like as you saw in the post, yeah. what what are, you look, what are your expectations? And you say 15. Mm. There's going to be that other candidate who's your profile is exactly the same. And they're going to say 10. Mm. And the company is going to say C2C. It's better for us to change this guy yeah. that's said 10. Yeah. And you're going to get dumped from that job. You'll get through the interview stages further, which is the fucked up part because there's so much unemployment in our country that, you're going to get outdone by someone more desperate. Someone who says, I'm willing to take even fucking nine. Yeah. They'll even drop it lower. They'll be like, I'll work for nine. Yeah, like the... You take ten, you get nine. You exactly. Get like, like
0: uh, Yeah, that, that's the thing. Look. Um,
1: We're in a tricky place right now. Yeah, man. we
0: are definitely. Uh, I don't know what to tell people, man. I,
1: but still negotiate, guys, your value. Yeah. Because sometimes you might be sitting at the water cooler in the office and everyone at the water cooler going to say oh yeah i'm on 15 and you're going to be the idiot that's like i'm on 10 from the 10 to 15 range and they're going to the <laughs> be like you you should have negotiated the yeah. full amount i yeah. mean they put it there for a reason
0: yeah
1: so yeah, yeah. I-
0: I'm, I'm done for the day man look
1: me too i'll revisit this relationship stuff next week let's yep. leave the nice fuzzy stuff uh without further ado shout out to everyone who listens to the pod Yep. Shout out to our fans, supporters. Uh, shout out to our partners. Shout out to Eddie. Shout out to Tando. Shout out to mm-hmm. all our yeah everyone, man. You know who he is. He's special to us. Yep. So, yeah, if the shoe fits.
0: Wear it. Wear it. But if it don't, y'all will swallow the truth, grin and bear it. <laughs> 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 all right. Um, that's episode eighty. Well, I think that was eighty-seven.
1: Right. Yeah. I have no idea.
0: Yeah, I think it's 87.
1: I have been have not been listening to too many shows these days. Yeah, not our own shows. I mean, like, just podcasts in general. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's 87.
0: 87. All right, that's episode 87. Everybody have a great week. Take care of yourself. Love you. Bye.
1: Bye-bye.